that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Watch some of these insane games today. It has not disappointed early on. And again, we're just, I guess, what, three completed real tournament games today, and all three of them have come down to the wire been exciting fun games to watch notre dame holds on to beat northeastern and that is the only three seed to say that they've won today because uab upsets iowa state and georgia state takes advantage of a huge huge collapse by baylor to to find a way to win that game Uh, that game was in jacksonville florida uab upsets Iowa State in the Yum Center. So I know a lot of Kentucky fans were down there. I think there might have been more Kentucky fans than UAB and Iowa State fans watching that game, which uh, that wouldn't be really my cup of tea to watch, to be in one place and watch basketball for almost 12 hours. But uh, I guess to each their own for the Cats fans. Uh, my bracket's not looking too good. And I only filled out, usually I only fill out one or two brackets. Uh, and, and at least lately, and maybe the last three or four years, it's only it's it's never been more than two. And usually, I do one where I actually think what's going to happen. I, it's it's a little bit conservative uh, in that bracket. I'm not doing great, and then I do one where I kind of get crazy and wild. Uh, that one's terrible because I had Iowa State going to the Final Four, so I can throw that one out the window. Uh, my my conservative real one is doing okay. We'll, we'll have to monitor. How that goes. Uh, anyways, Trevor, how are you? I'm doing excellent, TJ. I'm loving it. Yeah. I, I, I Hey, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't play one of those new intros uh, that you sent me yesterday via email. Well, now that's those are from the coming back from breaks. The, the show open, which I am putting together a new show open for you, will be ready on Monday of next week. I think people are going to like it. I was cracking up listening to them. Uh, Trevor, I appreciate the time you put towards those. And I guess when we come out of breaks, people are going to enjoy those. Uh, all right. So yesterday, Trevor, or maybe two days ago, last time we talked, uh, you know, I told you about the spread madness bracket pool that I'm in where you play against the spread. You recall? I do. I hope you took Georgia State plus uh, nine like I put 40 on them this morning. Well, it's it's random draw, so I didn't get to take anybody. Wow. Uh, here's who I ended up with. Kentucky. And they're 34-and-a-half-point favorites. Ended up with Arizona, which right now I'm sweating out this game. Uh, right now they're currently up 19 points. I need them to win by 23-and-a-half. Yeah, I stayed away from that one this morning. Again, I didn't pick these games, Trevor. I was drawing these games. Uh, and then, let's see, who else did I end up with? I ended up with Bobby Moe against Duke. So I'm not I'm not thrilled about that. I've got Georgia against Michigan State. I'm not thrilled about that. What's the lot in that game? Georgia is, I think, five-point dogs, which seems mm. awfully low. Or, I, I think Michigan State's not going to have too many problems with Georgia, but we'll see. Uh, and then the last team, I had five teams, St. John's against uh, their 8-9 game against San Diego State. So I'm not really completely thrilled about any of my teams. You got kind of like the shaft on your draw, buddy. I hate to tell you that. I agree. I, I, I agree. But hey, it's you know it spreads. Anything can happen. Right now, Arizona up twenty one. So again, we're going to be monitoring this game as it goes on. Uh, we also got Charlie in the house. Charlie used to be a staple of the sports soccer uh, back in its early days, uh, and then he, I guess, you're in school and now he's tripping over tables. Uh, 
getting a few pregame drinks in you, Charlie, before oh, the no, game? No, not, not at all. Okay. But it's, uh, it's good to be back on the program. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you know, you were over here. It, it kind of worked out that way. We, we certainly didn't plan this. Uh, only kidding. Happy, happy, to, happy to have you back, Charlie. For the longest time, and I, when you were on the show for a while, people thought that you were fake. Or maybe not a real person, just a, a voice that a hermit type of uh, a, a human that didn't really get out in public much. Uh, can you confirm that you're real? Uh, I'm real, but hermit might not be that far off. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 well, you get out from time to time. Uh, anyways, I, I've got an eye on college basketball. I'm uh, I'm trying to keep my main focus on doing this radio show, and we'll have Brett Dawson on at four thirty. To, to preview Kentucky's game against Hampton, which I should have known that my bracket was not going to have a, a – I, I wasn't really going to compete in any bracket pools this year because I was so confident that Manhattan was going to beat ha- Hampton and talked about that going to, that was going to be UK's opponent. And I even maybe even previewed the game a little bit, uh, and then sure enough, Hampton controls that entire game against Manhattan, and, and Kentucky's playing somebody entirely different. So – uh, there we go. Uh, that that, that kind of keyed off my March Madness. And then, of course, you have some awesome playing games. So I didn't get to talk to you all yesterday. But the playing games, it, it's if this first few games are any indication, we're going to be in for a real treat over the next three weeks. Uh, what, what's the biggest upset to you, Trevor, so far today? Uh, is it is it? And I, I think you said that you had Georgia State. So I'm guessing that it's UAB for you. Yeah, definitely UAB. I, of all the the four fourteen seeds, I actually bet Northeastern uh, plus thirteen this morning. So I didn't like them to win, but I liked them staying close. I picked New Albany and Georgia State on one of at least one of my five brackets. I'm not like you. I, I have no integrity. I do many brackets, but UAB was the team that I mean, I just that was one of those almost like the sixteen seed. I just like I'm automatically ISU, ISU, and in all my brackets, the only time I don't have Iowa State even in the Sweet Sixteen was. One bracket I had them losing to SMU just, I think, for bleeps and giggles just to do something different. And I didn't, even though I thought the Big 12 was somewhat overrated this year, I wasn't big on Baylor. I'm not big on Oklahoma. I didn't really think the mayor would get impeached this quickly. <laughs> that, that's, that's cute and clever. Thank Captain Arctic tweet, tweeting in saying that now Arizona and Duke have clear pass. Well, Arizona still has a showdown with Wisconsin potentially looming. Uh, and then they're going to have to play VCU or Ohio State. And, you know, it's going to be obviously a lot tougher than Texas Southern than what they're facing today. I don't think that's going to be a real threat to uh, potentially beat them. For for me, it's really it's probably Baylor. Georgia State is they've got some talent, and, and but they didn't have Ryan Harrow playing today. That was a game that, and maybe it's just the way the games happen more than anything. I mean, Arizona, if you're going to give away free layups, then how are you going to cover? Currently up 24, which is good, but geez. Uh, but Baylor, what was that run, Charlie, that, that Georgia State went on? 10-0 in two minutes? I believe it was 13-0. 13-0 in about two minutes. And, and I was in the spread pool, Trevor, my girlfriend Hannah, she drew Baylor. And it's a bunch of my friends and a few family members. But uh, she drew Baylor, and she was asking me updates. And I was like, they're up 12 with about two minutes, uh, two minutes, 30 seconds to go. You're looking good because you figure that Georgia State was going to get down and maybe foul a little bit more. Uh, and then, sure enough, it was almost like a kid on Christmas when that game ended, uh, finding out that Santa Claus isn't real, to find out that Bla- Baylor blew that game. So that's the biggest shocker for As I today. drive up here, TJ, I lose internet uh, for a large section because of uh, well, on I-71 where there's a dead spot. And the last score I saw was Baylor was up by, I think, 12, maybe it was 10 points. It was about seven minutes play, six minutes play. 
And I just kind of, I actually flipped the channel and started listening to our coverage of high school basketball, which was right before you, which was a really good game between uh, in the Boyle County game, which went down to the wire as well. And thought, oh, well, you know, I like Georgia State. Harold didn't play. That kind of hurt my chances. Baylor moved on. Oh, well, I've, I've been burned many more times in a bracket. When I pulled in and went on Twitter and saw your last tweet about Baylor, uh, the, the game coming down the wire, I, I ran in here and got just in time to see R.J. Hunter hit that shot. And what, and what an amazing shot, by the way. Yeah, it was an incredible shot. And you could and, and, and you can almost tell on game winners, it's almost like there is a uh, a recipe for whether or not you know it's going to be successful or not. And, and for R.J. Hunter's shot, it was he, – he was just incredibly confident. He realized there was nothing going. He gave the ball away for a second, got it right back, and realized, all right, well, I'm our best option. This is our best option, even if I am 24, 25 feet out. Pulled, hit, game winner, Baylor goes home. Hmm. And then did you see uh, Ron Hunter – uh, fall over out of his stool, poor I, guy. I did. I saw some uh, him in the press post game press conference making a joke saying he thinks he broke another Achilles, but it was worth it. Better, uh, better son hitting the game winner upset at the buzzer. Bryce Drew, uh, the son of Homer Drew and Valparaiso, or R.J. Hunter hitting to beat Baylor, son of their, the coach's son. There. Well, the Valpo one's a little bit out of my time, I, but based on the highlight, and so I, I didn't get to watch that whole game or really experience it in the moment. But based on the highlights, I'd probably say that one. But uh, but this one today was certainly special and something that uh, I'm sure RJ Hunter isn't soon going to forget. Another storyline from today is, is we're not forgetting about Notre Dame, and we're not going to let them off the hook. Uh, up four against Northeastern uh, from the Colonial Athletic Association and then only ends up winning by four. And Northeastern really had a chance to not only tie that game, but potentially win it. Couldn't get a shot off, turned the ball over with about two seconds left and fouled Notre Dame to allow Notre Dame to, to win by four. So it doesn't look like a, a, a one-possession game. But, Charlie, I, I saw all I needed to see out of Notre Dame to know that they're, they're one, not a threat to Kentucky in the Midwest, and, two, I don't think they're going to make it there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought that coming in, just I, don't, I just don't know how you can trust Notre Dame in the tournament at this point. I don't know what they've shown. It's only this was only their third tournament win since 2003. I think that, I saw on Twitter. That's unbelievable, and I didn't know that, and I didn't see that on Twitter. But that that's the thing. And one of my buddies, he's a UVL fan, but he's got Notre Dame going the Final Four. And how crazy do you have to be to pick that? And just not be, if you think Notre Dame's talented enough to get there, then that's fine. But one, they have to get through Kentucky. Two, Bray, like you mentioned, is yeah. uh, not great in March. But I saw all I needed to see out of them against Northeastern to know that they're not going to beat Kentucky for sure, and I don't think they're going to make it to Kentucky. I, I think there's a good chance they'll lose to the winner of the Texas-Butler game, uh, which has started in the second half right now. Looks like it's a tied game, uh, 28-28, uh, again, with about 15 minutes to go. And that, I've still got my TV on Arizona-Texas-Southern, which, again, it's a blowout. But that's the fun thing about this spread madness thing that I do every year is it kind of keeps you it, it keeps you going in these games. So I will keep an eye on all college basketball games, and that's going to be the topic of conversation today. Uh, it's March Madness. I mean, what else will we talk about? So – uh, but to see him, but to see Georgia State's coach fall out of his stool uh, was was funny. It was a good moment, but also you kind of you kind of felt for him a little bit. Uh, we have we had Mike Morris allegedly Mike tweet in and say boo. We don't want Charlie. Charlie, the haters are out in full force today, man. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate to see that, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) you just got to do your thing. (laughs) You you make your triumphant return to the Sports Talker, and then you've got, allegedly, Mike, not happy to have it. Uh, Three minutes left in this Arizona-Texas Southern game. Again, going to come down to the wire, but I certainly will be keeping an eye on it. TJ, let Charlie know that uh, from someone who gets hated a lot, it may be worse to be hated than loved, but it's better to be hated than not known at all. There you go, Charlie. Wise words from Trevor. <laughs> UCLA up four on SMU. That game, I just have no interest really in watching. I guess it, it is close right now, and if it comes down to the wire, obviously I, I will. Uh, but that does nothing for me there. Trevor, what other games today are, are popping out at you as games that you want to see? Uh, that have not been played yet or that are currently yeah, going that, on? That will be played later or currently going on. Uh, Ohio State BCU, I think, can be a fun game. That was one of those ones, the seven ten matchups we always talk about that are so back and forth, fifty fifty picks. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Stephen F. Austin Utah. I was torn on that game a few times and picking my upsets. Uh, and probably the nightcap, which is the uh, my other team favorite next to Georgia State this year in terms of an upset, was Eastern Washington. They'll finish off my night hopefully with a smile on my face if they can knock off Georgetown. Well, there are several other games that I'm. Intrigued in watching. I, I, I am curious to see who Kentucky will play, whether it's Purdue or Cincinnati, assuming that Kentucky can hold off the Pirates. Yeah, sorry uh, I didn't include Kentucky blowing out Hampton as part of the games. I can't wait to watch. Can't believe that. <laughs> I just can't believe that, Trevor. Uh, but in that Purdue-Cincinnati game tonight, that'll take place at 7. Just Kentucky will follow, I guess, 30 minutes after that game. Purdue is the tougher matchup for Kentucky. I don't think either team could could – unless something just crazy happened. I don't think either team could beat UK. But Purdue would be the more interesting matchup because you've got those two seven-footers. Cincinnati, and they're they're giving two points. Cincinnati's a two-point favorite from what I'm seeing here. I don't I think Kentucky would have a good chance to win that game by 30 if they were locked in. Uh, so I guess UK fans probably should root for Cincinnati. Uh, but, I, but I think Purdue will win, and I think that will be the ta- team that Kentucky plays uh, when they when they go into Saturday's round of 32. Again, uh, assuming that UK can get by Hampton. I don't think we're too worried about that. Trevor, did you see Jim Beheim's comments today after, when he addressed the media? Uh, no, inform me. I, did not, I missed that, actually. Uh, he, I didn't get to see the, the press conference as a whole, but I, did, I, I was able to read articles on it and see the transcript. Uh, and it, it, he talked for quite some time, and it was all about how he thought this punishment wasn't fair, uh, this and that. I thought the NCAA was kind of stepping out of bounds, and and then at the end he goes, "Well, I'm not trying to make any excuses." Well, he just spent the entire time making excuses. I'm so happy that he's not participating in March Madness, and hopefully we'll we'll never. Pre- oh, oh no, this Arizona Texas Southern game. 23 points, and they just called the latest foul on Arizona on this broken jump shot by this Texas Southern player, and that's just heartbreaking. That's going to probably, depending if he makes these, well, it was 23 and a half points anyway, so I was going to need a, well, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need an Arizona bucket, Charlie, and that's just all that comes down to. Up 22 now as he made the first one. There's Mike Davis. Mike Davis, the Texas Southern. Trevor, so he got Mike Davis, former Indiana coach, was fired from UAB? Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe he was fired. I don't think he resigned. I I, I just – I don't remember him being – 
incredibly unsuccessful there. I guess he, I don't really remember him he winning. Had the one year that he they, I think they didn't they beat Kentucky with the uh, uh, Vaden, the Indiana transfer on their team. Yeah, I want to say they and, made the tournament maybe that one year. I watched them play with UAB when I was at Western when they came to town. I went to that UAB uh, WKU game, which I believe if I remember right, I was a little intoxicated. WKU won that game, but <laughs> that was also almost ten years ago. Oh no! Shoot it! Knock it down three! Oh, and Arizona will likely not cover. DJ, don't you love gambling and spreads? It's only for those that we would root for a team like Texas Southern to actually get blown out even more than 20 points for Texas Southern, the 15th seed. That's the only reason you would root for a destruction of a lower seed in the tournament time. Oh, I wasn't rooting for destruction. <laughs> I was rooting for one more three to make it a 24-point game. And again, it's just for my spread pool. It's not like I put a large sum of cash on Arizona or anything like that, but... All right, well, that stinks. Now, one game in, I'm already down to four teams, and Kentucky's a huge favorite. You don't want the huge favorites in this. March Madness, you don't get a ton of blowouts even with the big seeds because you're going to try to rest your players. So and Kentucky's been known this year to take their foot off the uh, pedal many a times in the second half. Absolutely, they have. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's disappointing. That's a game that they should have covered. Uh, there was a last second three that would have done it for me, but no. All right, anyways, back to Jim Beheim. Uh, sorry about that. And this is going to happen throughout the show today. I've, I'm going to be, and even when I have Brett Dawson on my boss, I'm going to be watching other games. I'm going to, and I'm going to randomly start talking about crazy stuff that's going on. Now I'm flipped back to Texas and Butler. They're tied up at 30. Uh, this should be a good one. I'm hoping Texas wins because I, I, I think, one, that they have a much better chance of beating Notre Dame. Uh, and two, even if they don't beat Notre Dame, Trevor and Charlie, we'll get a better idea of how te- or how Notre Dame can handle size uh, because Kentucky's got a lot of it. And, and everybody wants to already match up Notre Dame and Kentucky and make that dream matchup. Again, I'm not so sure it's going to happen, but if we get to see them play Texas, we'll get a better idea of how they can handle size. And if they if they blew out Texas, then maybe maybe we would have a game there. The problem with Notre Dame, TJ, is that we know they have talent. We just also know that they, they don't have that certain gene. At least the Mike Brace teams have never had that certain gene that you know, gets you the, what's it called, the clutch gene, you know, the, the showing up when it matters gene. They, it's regular season, great. They're like the Antoine Jamisons of college basketball teams. They show up great in the regular season, but playoff time, nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah it, that's – that's that's there's a couple teams like that you know you could say that about Georgetown as well it, it's uh, they've been to one Final Four though they they the year they knocked off North Carolina and went to the Final yeah, Four with Hibbert and Jeff Green of, they've also had a lot of good teams that did nothing uh, to to Notre Dame's credit they've all they've just kind of been bad for the most part over the past decade but the few good teams they've had haven't done anything Georgetown seems to have more of those good teams uh, that uh, and maybe only one has been successful but. There, there are just coaches that you don't really want to trust in March, and, and I think those two are one of them. But here's the thing: is I'm talking about Notre Dame. Barnes is certainly not one you want to you want to trust whatsoever. And I'm talking about wanting Texas to win and, and hoping they win. Uh, but Barnes is also a terrible coach. I don't so. trust Rick Barnes in a regular season, let alone a tournament. No, well, obviously you don't trust Rick Barnes at all. I mean, he. Yeah, as Charlie said, he lost in the first weekend with Kevin Durant. Did he lose to O.J. Mayo, though, I believe, on that team? He did. I'm pretty sure he lost to O.J. Mayo. Billy Walker, Henry Walker now, whatever he calls himself. And then O.J. Mayo ended up losing. They lost that Sweet 16 game, the next one. Uh, But but anyway, speaking of coaches, bad coaches, uh, Jim (laughs) Beheim. Bad (laughs) in a different way. (laughs) 
Uh, well, he, he's bad in every way. Uh, he has had his, his his choking moments in the tournament. It gets overlooked because of the one title. And that's the thing is when you when you've coached college basketball for four decades, Trevor, you're gonna you're bound to pick up a bunch of wins. Yeah, you hit on a thousand women in a night. You're bound to get at least get to one to go home with you, right? No, well, maybe not not for your case. But, well, <laughs> true. But he. Well, I mean, how many how many elite eights has he been to? Maybe six. Uh, off the top of my head, I know I can only think. I mean, I can think of at least four Final Fours he's been to, and but and, and most of them he was the favorite, including '87 in the Keith Smart year. And that team was with Sherman Douglas, Ronnie Cycli, and Derek Coleman was dominant, and they got beaten. Anyways, it's uh, just a, an embarrassment to Syracuse, which has already kind of been dragged through the mud here. That you're going to let this this very old. It kind of just comes off as your grumpy old man that's telling people to get off their their lawn, and he blames every he he, he blames everybody but himself in this case, and then and then later goes on to say that he's not going to make excuses. But then you're you're going to let him, and he's not the only problem with Syracuse in this big NCAA scandal, but I I, I think he's a big part of it. And then you're going to let him dictate when he's leaving and say that I'm 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 going to leave in three years. That's where I'm going to go. It, it makes Syracuse come out as weak. And I know they just fired their athletic director, but it almost makes Jim Beheim seem bigger than that, and he probably is, or was at least. But if you're trying to turn the page and you're Syracuse, then you, you turn the page without him. Or you don't let him dictate his own rules. If I was Syracuse, I'd say, all right, well, if you want to retire in three years, that's fine, but you know, we might fire you after next year. By the or way, Beheim's been to only four Elite Eights. Four elite eights. Okay, that's pathetic. Two national titles and three final fours. That's pathetic. So, if I was Syracuse, I'd say no. You're not. You're not telling us when you're leaving. We'll tell you when you can leave, or you can leave right now. You can't set an imaginary date. He's Bizarro Rick Pitino in the Sweet Sixteen. I like to say. I see a lot, when I look through the, the history of Syracuse and Beheim's name, a lot of a lot of times it comes up lost regional semifinal in a many a years. So I, I thought it was embarrassing for him to be able to say that I'm leaving in three years. That's going to hurt the recruiting because if you weren't a one-and-done player, which a lot of players do think they're one-and-done heading in or thinking there's a chance they could be, and it's generally very optimistic. But if you're not a for sure one-and-done player, why are you going to go somewhere where you don't know who the coach is going to be by the time you graduate? Well, if you're one-and-done, why would you be there? You're not graduating, really. Well, I, I'm saying that if I'm saying if you know you're not a one-and-done player well, – oh. With how many one and done players has Syracuse had? Uh, you know, Ennis, Carmelo. Yeah, and Carter and Ennis and uh, Tyler Ennis and Michael Carter Williams weren't even thought to be one and done. They just kind exactly. of blew up. So Carmelo was the only real legitimate one. So they don't recruit a lot of one and done players. So a lot of those guys might have the mindset that they're going to be there for a year or two or three or four. And why would you want to go there if you don't even know who's going to be the coach when you graduate? If you decide that you are going to graduate, knowing that that could be a possibility. Well, didn't that, now they, don't they have a coach in waiting, which I find kind of humorous because he's a coach that's been while he's been there a long time. That means he's connected with all this scandal that you're supposedly cleaning the house to get rid of to begin with. It, well, it's Mike Hopkins, and they haven't said that he's going to be the next coach. He isn't the coach in waiting officially. And they thought that they might take that time today at the press conference to make that announcement. 
Uh, and he's been with the pro. And you're right. That's a very really good point. Yeah. How are you trying to turn the page on this scandal by keeping some of the big players a part of it? And and as far as we know, there was assistant coaches that were taking classes and doing papers for players in this academic thing. And how, how do we know it wasn't Mike Hopkins doing it? I mean, very well could have been. It, it, it probably likely was some lower level guys, but it could have been him for all we know. So I agree with both of you, and Charlie agrees that you can't turn the page by having everybody on the on the. He might be. I don't know. I don't know much about Mike Hoppins, but everybody thought today would be a good chance to name him the coach in waiting, and he didn't do this. Uh, he said, Jim Bayham said, I believe he'll be a great coach, and I hope that he is the coach here, although that's not official. And it would have been the most Jim Bayheim thing in the world if he would have just said that he was going to be the next coach here without running it through Syracuse because he thinks he runs everything. Really, again, he's just an old man that's holding on to – uh, very little hope that's never going to amount to anything. You really don't like Jim Bayheim. <laughs> I don't. He's grumpy, and he's he's not good for college basketball. He's not. He's did not. He, fun. Did he snap not at you exciting. at a press conference or something that I don't know about? He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't play an exciting style of play. He wants to expand the tournament to 350 teams. He's just. He, he, I'm over him. I can't wait for him to retire. I'm glad they took away his wins, and I'm glad that. This is what he's going to be remembered for, not his one lightning in the bottle national championship. And Abe was really excited about that take. Uh, Are you okay there, by the way? I don't know what that was. It sounded like an alarm went off or something. That was Abe. He was just, he he wanted to get in on the Jim Beheim rant. Okay. Uh, Anyways, we're going to head to commercial break. We come back, we're going to have Brett Dawson on of catsillustrated.com, my boss. So that should be a good time. Stick around here on 1450, the sports bus. Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. The Sportos, the Motorheads, Geek Bloods, Waste Toys, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. So, hope you all enjoy him, and it's going to be a real treat to make sure that you guys are tuned in when we come back from breaks. Uh, that's just one of them. There's probably eight or nine of them. Let's not waste any more time. Brett Dawson, CatsIllustrated.com, my boss on the phone. Brett, we had lunch together today, but have you had a good four hours since then? I've had a great, great day, and I'm sure that everybody out there is listening to this radio show because I can't think of anything else a sports fan would be doing today. Then, then listening to my radio show? Yeah, what else, what else could you possibly do today if you like sports? Well, Brett, if you're, trying to be, if, you're, if you're trying to be sarcastic and a jerk, you could listen to my radio show and put the games on mute and not have to listen to announcers. That's and I like, to think, I, I like to think there's a dozen or maybe a baker's dozen worth of people doing exactly that, buddy. So right. joke's well, on let's, you. Let's, let's roll with it. Let's talk to those 13 people. Hey, guys. I'm going to name them off. All right, here we are. Uh, anyways, so, Brett... We, we, we watched some of the beginning of those upset games. Uh, we talked about some of those to start the show. Which one was most surprising to you uh, from some of the 14s that beat the threes or uh, the, the 14 that was real close to beating the three? 
Uh, well, which one yeah, jumps I out? Probably, I was actually, I was probably a little bit, I was probably most surprised by Iowa State, right? I didn't have Iowa State in my Final Four. Feeling pretty happy about not falling prey to that little trap uh, right now. That That's the most surprising one. Um, Baylor has been pretty good in the second half of the year, so I was surprised by that, certainly. But not, not as shocked as I was about Iowa State. I thought that was a really... No, I'm not. I've not been super crazy about the Big 12. I keep pointing out that South Carolina beat Iowa State and beat Oklahoma State by 26, and that makes me wonder a little bit about the depth of that league. And also, you know, uh, this isn't the best Kansas team in the world, and none of those teams were good enough to step up and stop Kansas from winning the, the regular season, you know, title after that long streak of them. You'd think somebody would be so hungry to beat Kansas, and none of these teams were good enough to do it. So I wasn't crazy about those teams. But I certainly thought both those teams were going to win, and I thought Iowa State was a good, dangerous tournament team. And it just goes to show you that if you don't make shots and you can't rebound, boy, could they not. Uh, anything can happen. And the Iowa State team, I thought, was a team that would match up fairly well with Duke if that game were to occur. Uh, now I, I don't know if there's any great defensive teams in that region that could slow down Duke. Gonzaga is a team that could score with them, but I, I don't think they could get a stop if their life depended on it. So... Uh, there goes a, a really a threat maybe to Duke making the Final Four. Uh, Brett, we have a tweet in to you from Captain Arctic, and he wants you to know that uh, the Cats Illustrated podcast has lost its character since moving out of the dungeon. He misses the muffled, distant Brett and Alex voice, uh, but wants to wants everybody to know that I'm always crystal clear through the magic of Skype. Well, uh, he's out of luck because the dungeon has been sold. So, uh, you know, the dungeon is under new ownership. And I don't, I don't think they'll let us go in there and, and record a podcast. So, sorry no, about your luck, buddy. That'd be a little B and E, I would, I would think. But uh, moving forward, you're now permanently in Louisville, but you're certainly, and you go back and forth between Louisville and Lexington. But now you're, you're certainly in Louisville today because there's some basketball going on here, uh, and it's nice to just be able to leave the house and drive downtown and even though there's mess of traffic and being able to cover a game. But Cats will take on Hampton and the Pirates tonight. Uh, what what's Kentucky's obviously going to win this game, but if you're John Calipari, what do you want to what do you want to come away with this game uh, moving forward in the tournament? Is it is it simply maybe just staying healthy, or are there some things you want to see? No, I think staying healthy is the big thing. I mean, I think the main thing is just don't get anybody hurt. I think you'd like to see uh, your team come out and and be focused from the get go and and not give Hampton look. Hampton's not going to win the game, but. Don't give Hampton the chance to kind of hang around. Don't give them the chance to sort of build some confidence. Uh, have, a, have a real business-like approach and come out and take care of it uh, the way a one seed is supposed to take care of it. I think you always, with a, you know, a, a title contender, you want to see that. You don't always. Sometimes, you know, sometimes even good teams struggle in that first game because everybody will tell you, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein was saying yesterday, in a lot of ways the first game of a tournament is the hardest. Just because you don't have a feel yet, there's a lot to – kind of figure out and so I think you just like them to come out and, and and be focused take care of business everybody stays healthy be able to distribute the minutes really well the way that uh, he has so much during the season uh, and have everybody be fresh for a much tougher second game yeah and we 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 talked about the idea today at lunch about is it maybe a disadvantage to play such a weak opponent uh, and I won't name which journalist for the Courier Journal kind of threw that out there. Uh, we both disagreed with that, and I don't think, you know, it, yes, if you were battle-tested, that could help your mindset 
of survive and advance click earlier, but I think anybody would much rather have a, a virtual buy to the next round, and we've seen all the upsets today, so it's also no guarantee unless you're playing a really bad opponent, and Kentucky will be doing that. But there's something else that, that we brought up a little bit at lunch today that I wanted to, to, to talk to you in length here. Uh, you're an NBA guy, and we're talking with Brett Dawson of CatsIllustrated.com. Uh, Larry Brown of SMU, and their, their team is down to UCLA, which is kind of embarrassing. He said yesterday that the, this Kentucky team would make the Eastern Conference playoffs. Your thoughts to our, our NBA analyst, Brett Dawson? I do not think that is true. Um, you know, making the playoffs, keep in mind, Larry Brown also said uh, uh, three years ago uh, that the team that drafted Anthony Davis won- would win 50 games the first year just on the strength of having Anthony Davis. That wasn't true, and it was kind of a crazy thing to say, despite how good a player he is. So I think Larry Brown is prone a little bit to hyperbole. This was the same press conference yesterday where he said that if, if SMU had Emmanuel Moutier this year, maybe only a one-loss team, and maybe the best story in college basketball. And I'm not sure I see a scenario where SMU, even with Emmanuel Moutier, is the best story in all of college basketball. So I, I think Larry Brown gets a little bit ahead of himself sometimes. This would, you know, I am a, a longtime proponent of, first of all, never having the argument about college teams and NBA teams because it's never going to happen, so why are we wasting our time with it? Um, but I don't think a college team would beat an NBA team. I do think if you put this Kentucky team into the NBA and you just gave Kentucky this roster and John Calipari and you put them in there and you gave them an NBA schedule, I don't think ultimately they'd go 0-82 because they'd get to practice like an NBA team. They'd grow like an NBA team. They'd play really good teams and, and take their lumps and get some experience and they'd catch somebody on a, on a fourth game in six nights or whatever. Um, and they'd win a couple of games, but the playoffs is an absurd notion. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, Larry Brown, you know, he said some silly things, but I, I thought one of the most noteworthy parts uh, to come out of, or the the most noteworthy thing uh, or sound to come out of Larry Brown was a hiccup. And uh, CBS reported that he had hiccups for forty straight, forty eight straight hours, two days of hiccups. Uh, Brett, I would promise you that if I had hiccups for forty forty eight straight hours, going back yesterday and into today not only would you need somebody else to cover the game tonight you'd probably need a new employee because i i wouldn't be able to live with myself if i had hiccups that long yeah i don't know what i would do uh his team's about to have a hiccup here if he's not careful but i I don't know what i would do with myself if i was if i had 48 hours like if i had an hour of hiccups because i'm pretty sure i've never had hiccups for an hour like if i had an hour of hiccups i might go insane now, I'll say that, I and we and we talked about this at lunch, but I'll say that sometimes I usually don't get hiccups unless I am drinking, and, and there's been some times that I've had hiccups for a while. I don't think it's ever maybe been quite an hour, but probably close, and there's also been times where I've had hiccups when I'm trying to go to sleep, and you can't sleep with hiccups. You can't. I, I mean, I don't know if that's scientifically proven. I, I You know, I guess a, a quick Google search would take care of that, but I don't believe that he had four, 48 straight hours of hiccups. I don't believe that UK would make the Eastern Conference player playoffs, and I don't think SMU would be the best story with Emmanuel Moutier. So I think Larry Brown is a liar, Brett, and I think that's the most important thing to come out of today. Maybe he still has the hiccups, and he's having trouble coaching against UCLA. Like maybe the players don't know what he's talking to do. Maybe like the <laughs> wrong guy is going in. Like maybe they have a guy named 
don't know, Hiccup and something. Some <laughs> name that sounds like Hiccup, and he's real bad, and he keeps sending him in, and then, like, it's all, who knows? Uh, something's wrong there, because they're they're taking on UCLA. It looks like they're down 10 points with around 12 minutes to go in that game. Another update, Butler up 7 on Texas. That game's getting down to crunch time, and it's low score, and it's kind of your typical ugly Texas game, and actually kind of your typical ugly Butler game. Just find a way to win, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that game. Uh, Brett, I have Butler you, in my bracket, so. I was no wondering Butler. who you had. I was wondering who you had there. You want to go through the other thirty-one games? I don't. I don't want to go through the other other ones. I do have SMU there. Uh, I I didn't have any of the upsets today. Uh, I don't believe. I don't think I had any. I don't think I have anything so far. Well, well tell me who you had in Purdue, Cincinnati. It, who you have? Who you think will win? And if you're John Calipari, who you who you'd rather play? Well, I picked Purdue on the the really strong reasoning of I watched Purdue for like ten minutes this season, which is about ten minutes more than I watched Cincinnati. Um, and Purdue is bigger. I probably if I'm John Calipari, I'd probably rather play Cincinnati. Who you know, from what I can tell, Kentucky probably could overpower a little bit. Purdue has a couple seven footers. That's a pretty big team. I think Matt Painter's a, a good coach. I like him. I've, I've dealt with him just a little bit in the Big Ten days. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I think that's a little bit probably tougher matchup because co- of the size. Um, and Purdue's tough. I think they have a, a, a sort of toughness about them, and they'll they certainly won't back down. They, they play in a good league. They're not going to be scared. Uh, I think that's probably a little bit tougher matchup. I wouldn't expect Kentucky to have a great deal of problem with either one of those two teams. Um, but if you're picking one and saying which one's going to be a little easier, I would think maybe it's Cincinnati. Uh, but, again, I'm basing that on really virtually zero knowledge of Cincinnati. Yeah, it, Cincinnati's not a great team. But Purdue also – yeah, Purdue's also not a great team. Kentucky, I don't think, would have a problem with either one. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and who UK plays on Saturday. But – uh, anyways, Brett Dawson, always a pleasure to have you on. I know you're busy and, and you've got to get down to the Yum Center because you like to get down there early for some reason. Uh, I'll be down there in a little bit, man. So I'll, I'll see you there soon. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm, sure, I'm going to leave right now so I beat the traffic. Well, if you if you wanted to beat the traffic, you probably needed to leave about five hours ago. Yeah, it's probably not going to work. The river flooding is no good for anybody. But uh, thanks, buddy. I'll see you in a little bit. That's Brett Dawson with CatsIllustrated.com, my boss and, and my friend. Always good to have him on. We're going to head to a commercial break here. We'll come back. Remember, the show goes to 5.30 now. It's longer than your average hour show, so uh, don't pack up those bags just yet. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me, start a fire in someone's kitchen, maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. On 1450, the Sports Buzz. Another fun intro here on 1450, the Sports Buzz, and it was good to have Brett Dawson on there in the last segment. Uh, now, 
Texas Butler, Butler up one. Uh, Texas has the ball and driving to take the lead. There's going to be, oh, they're going to call a double dribble. And that was just on like your normal penetrate to the basket. I don't know. I can't remember the last time if ever I've seen a double dribble on a attack to the basket. Now I didn't see the actual play, so I don't know if it was actually a double dribble, but that's what it was called. Uh, Trevor, another. It seems like you like gambling, so you seem like a good person to talk to. I but, gamble every morning. I get out of bed. Oh, what, like a gamble on like life, like waking up is a gamble or something. Just getting out of me, me leaving the house or getting out of bed is a gamble in itself. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm glad you're you're winning on those bets, Trevor. Sort of. Uh, more of a push. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you. Charlie says he feels you, but there. Uh, so it's a it's a fantasy college basketball March Madness sort of deal. I'm sure you've heard of some. Maybe you might be in one. But uh, what you do is some some leagues you draft players. Mine, you just have a va- a money value, and you you get fifteen dollars to spend, and the players are given values amounts so you, you you buy you have to you have to buy five players um and there's five dollar players four dollar players three dollar two one uh, so here's and you can only buy two players on a team so okay um, listening at home think about some guys that you would that you, that, that would jump out at you uh, so I went with tell me what you and, and here's something you have to keep in mind the only criteria and what's important for your team is scoring points. So the team that wins at the end of March Madness is the team that has the most points. But you also have to keep in mind you want players that are going to be playing longer. You're going to want guys that are going to be playing into the Final Four of the national title game. So, Trevor, here's my, here's my team. I've got Jaleel Okafor, Quinn Cook, Andrew Harrison, Stephon Moody from Ole Miss, to Kel Cotton from Wichita State. Thoughts? Uh, I'm assuming you went uh, a lot of money on your top three guys, uh, being the fact you went with two Duke. I'm surprised you went two Duke and not did you avoid uh, your two UK because of the uh, the variety of different players that can score at a different time, and you yeah, decided to go with yes. the two best Duke players, thinking that they're going to go probably at least five to six games in as well. That's my, my thought. Is I think Duke gets to the title game one, and I, I think Kentucky does too. But if you have to pick between guys and some other there were there wasn't a lot of five dollar players. They had Okafor, Cook, Frank Kaminsky, um, Kyle Wilcher, and there might have been only one or two or three more. Nobody but, from Arizona, like a Stanley Johnson, or Ollie. he might have been five. I want to say he was a four dollar player. Yeah. I mean, I could pull all this stuff up, but uh, I, I do think Duke is going to go to the national title game, and I think Okafor is probably going to be good for at least eighteen or nineteen points a game, and then Cook. Could be anywhere from twelve to twenty-five points. If a game. it makes you feel better, they're not going to the title game unless Cook does play well. So it's kind of a your win-win or lose-lose either way for your pick on that one. Charlie, why are you standing up, man? You're making me nervous. Maybe he's sore. Maybe he's just cramping up sitting there listening to us. He wants to stretch. <laughs> why don't you come take a seat, buddy? Come talk. All right. Come come talk to your favorite sports talker. What do you think of that team, Charlie? Uh Sounds good. It does sound like a good team. It, does, it also sounds like you did spend quite a bit on your top three and kind of, kind of just let it go on the last uh, – Well, 
Well, uh, last year I did the spread it out by a few $4 and a few $3 players. But this year, you know, Okafor is a sure thing to get a lot of points. If there's a game where he scores under 10 points in this NCAA tournament, minus maybe the first round game because maybe, you know, how much is he going to play? Maybe he'll get hurt. Then I'll eat crow. Literally. I'll I'll have some crow. Uh, He's a scoring machine, so I thought he was a good choice. And then Andrew Harrison... I think he's going to be a guy that's going to probably average at least 10 in the tournament. Yeah. So I got him at $3, and I thought that was pretty good value. And then with Moody and Cotton, what I'm hoping for is maybe a Sweet 16 run from one or both of those guys because Moody's a great scorer. Now they're playing right now, and they're down by 11 to Xavier. He's got five points on two of seven shooting, by the way. All right, well, keep firing it up. Get into Marshall Henderson mode, buddy. Did you get his play-in game stats also with Moody? Is that a bonus? Last year we did playing games. This year we didn't, unfortunately. So no playing game stats, which would have been nice. Uh, but whatever. So hopefully they can turn it on. He'll turn it on, start to score a little bit more. And then hopefully Wichita State can, can, can beat Indiana, beat Kansas, get to the Sweet 16. And I wouldn't be completely shocked to see a Wichita State-Kentucky rematch. Who knows? And I am forgetting to go back to this Texas game. I had it on the... SMU UCLA game for entirely too long. But you, you leave it on SMU, I'll leave it on Texas, and we'll keep each other updated. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, we'll do that, Trevor. Just I'm going to be slow on my updates. Butler goes up two under two minutes to play. This is an exciting one. Uh, but I think that's a team that can make a push. I, I don't know. I, I, I Wichita, Wichita, yeah, I, I think they can. Um, and I, after seeing Ole Miss against BYU, you thought they were. I thought maybe they were the team that could beat. Xavier, I, I don't know why not, uh, but anyways, as you have it, I, I am I am feeling good about a Kentucky Duke national title, and the fact that I'm feeling good about it almost certainly means that it's not going to happen. Uh, Duke, I, I think stat wise and efficiency wise, is one of the worst defensive team not not one of the worst defensive teams in the field, but certainly not one of the top defensive teams, and it rarely ever happens that. Uh, a team maybe outside the top 10 and defense defensive efficiency wins the championship or even really makes it to the title game. So Duke would have to break some history to be able to do that. But again, I I think when they turn it on, they're just going to beat, beat a lot of teams talent wise and also just be able to outscore teams, especially in the region. I think they've got a good chance to get to the final four. Uh, And obviously same with Kentucky for different reasons. They're just a lot better and they can do a little bit of everything. So I feel good about a, a Duke, Kentucky national title. Butler with a huge three to go up five. That might have been the end of Texas, which is a bummer. And my bracket's just taking a bruising early on today. So I might not win any bracket pools this year. That's okay. I don't do it for the love of the of the winning. I haven't, I've won, I guess, maybe two bracket pools in my life, and I don't think I'm going to get a third this year. Oh, well. We're going to head to commercial break That's here. two more than years. me, TJ, by the way. Same here. Uh, well, uh, one of mine was in 2003, so I don't know if we can even count that anymore. I was 12 years old, but we're going to uh, we're going to head to commercial break. We'll come back, have a nice big long segment to send you out here on this March Madness Thursday, one of the best days of the year here in the Bluegrass. Stick around on 1450 the Sports Buzz.
me and my roommates have started a, we're starting an internet website. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. So, um, you know, the webpage or whatever is just something that you guys do for fun. Do you have a, a real job? Well, that is our job. Oh. We don't technically get money for the hours we put in, but it is our job. I'm down to six Elite Eight teams in my bracket with Texas going down to Butler. So things have been better. And what happened with UCLA-SMU? Wasn't UCLA just up by eight points, Trevor? I thought you were supposed to keep an eye on this game. No, I had it on Texas. You had SMU covered. No, and then I said that we were switching and you were doing this one. Well, I'm flip- don't worry, I'm flipping SMU now because I think Texas is pretty much uh, done. Oh, I already I already flipped it from Texas, and they were actually favorites heading into this game. Let, let me now, ask you this real quick: Who? What's a bigger upset? And the number doesn't count. But going into the bracket, what would you consider a bigger upset if it, it continued? UCLA or UAB? If it continued, well, if UCLA was to to come back and win this game like they were controlling in the first half. Oh, UAB without a doubt. Is that's a silly question? Well, I, I don't I didn't know if it was that silly because UCLA was looked as being a joke of being allowed in the tournament, so to speak. Uh, well, they shouldn't be in the tournament, but UAB wouldn't have been in the tournament if they hadn't won Conference USA, played True. in their home arena. They did have a barely above 500 record, I think, for the season. Yeah. So, Trevor, we, we, you, we've got to do something with the music. What, what, what's wrong with Van Halen? I, uh, yeah. Just, it's... Char- you're, Charlie, you're better to be uh, not seen than heard, okay, buddy? Just sit back here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Trevor. Was he was agreeing with you too. Oh, you my bad. I thought I thought he said I, I thought he was agreeing with you. I'm sorry, Charlie. Speak up. Actually, you're you're the host now. <laughs> Charlie spent the majority of the commercial break getting haunched on by my dog. So <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's he's recovering. Uh, but here's the thing, Trevor. You know, I'm this hip, cool 24 year old. <laughs> you got one third of that part right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can't be. I can't be listening. I can't have my breaks going in and out of commercial. Going in to segments, play that kind of music. Well, so far, I think I've played. Uh, there was a uh, Jay Z instrumental I used, uh, OPP, and Sabotage by Beastie Boys. So those three songs are approved by the sports talker himself. That is, and just you know, how about a little? How about a little Kanye West for your troubles? Well, I don't know. I don't listen to Kanye West, so I don't know what would be considered clean Kanye West. Well, I mean, I, that's hey. If if we need to go back to the old days, back when I used to, it's a seventeen zero run for SMU. Uh, so they were down ten, and uh, since then UCLA hasn't scored. It's a bold strategy. Uh, but you know, if we need to go back to the days where I send email you all music for my show, we can do that. Well, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, we don't hang out on a regular basis. I mean, me and Charlie <laughs> are buddies, but he doesn't really share much information about you and. I honestly, I did try to stalk you social network wise to see if there was some likes in terms of movies, TV shows, and music via Facebook and Twitter. And you're very uh, stingy on what you allow people to know about you through those well, networks. I haven't, I haven't liked things on Facebook since 2007, Trevor. Yeah, I can. I figured that out when looking at the, the the list of less than five things you liked in both music, movies, and television. Yeah, it, it's. I, I might as well start going around and poking people again, Trevor. If that's <laughs> what you're going with on Facebook, uh, but. Uh, well, we can 
we we can figure this out. This is a new a new show relationship, and we'll, we'll. The the problem is, is if I do try to go towards a hip hop direction, which is what I feel like you want me to do, it'll still won't be satisfying because my hip hop knowledge is probably like, you know, De La Soul and 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 and, ba- and Digital Underground and and Tribe Called Quest that, and I don't even know what that is. It's not, it's not a sexual position. It's an actual band. You I, know, it's. I, I, <laughs> Just go with go with like nineties rap. Like well, Tupac. those were nineties. Okay, well, in late eighties, nineties. I mean, not sure what you were doing in the nineties, Trevor. Uh, so same thing. Sadly, the same thing I'm doing right now. Uh, it, Captain Arctic says, if anything should be taken out, it should be the Villbillies at the end. You bite your tongue. That's a staple of the sports talker, and that's not going anywhere. The only reason I grew at him for that was because there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't start my old show with that damn. Uh, Sitting by the river with my fishing pole and a bottle full of liquor st- burst stuck in my head for like an hour after Good. he would finish. Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's a great song. It's a great tune. Uh, but anyways, I, uh, Captain Arctic, keep this in mind. That my, song might be a part of your new open. By the way, I'm just no, no, just a teaser right there. Wow, that'd be something. But you might, it, might, it might be upgraded from closing song to opening song. But no, no, uh, no. that it was a nice surprise to receive all the new intros. Uh, or the new going into commercial intros yesterday. I was about ready to go into a restaurant to play trivia, but had to listen. Stayed in the car for a little bit to to listen to them all. Uh, really enjoyed them. Uh, Charlie, have you do you, do you have a dog? Do you know how to play with dogs? Yeah. yeah I mean, you, I don't want to play with him. I want him to leave me alone. But he he wants to he wants you to play with his toy. Why are you trying to like knee him and stuff? I want him to go away. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that's not the way to do it. Just throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Sadly, this is more interesting than still what's going on in the SMU UCLA game. That's the sad that's, part. That's true. As we take a break from Sports Talk Radio to teach Charlie how to properly play with an animal. Uh, anyways, uh, we need to probably talk a little bit about this Kentucky game tonight. Again, it, there's it's hard to talk about it with UK being such a big favorite and and. Undoubtedly winning, likely it'd be a shock, the upset of college basketball history for Kentucky to be the first one seed to go down, uh, being undefeated and all. But as you have it, they're obviously going to win. But I talked to Brett Dawson a little bit about it earlier in the show, and there it goes. Things are getting out of control. A water bottle just fell. Now there's water all over the studio. Abe's eating up the ice, but... I really think the biggest thing for Kentucky coming out of this game is to keep everybody healthy. And, you know, I don't think there would ever be an off-the-court issue or anything like that, but keep the status quo, I'd say, heading into Saturday. Uh, make sure everybody's feeling good. There's no no major injuries. If somebody, if one player were to maybe roll an ankle or do something like that, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But uh, get out to a lead early. Get out to a big lead early. And then just go into cruise mode. And I would say that would be... Uh, if you if Kentucky's able to do that, everything else is going to take care of itself. Hampton's just not good enough one through five to to be able to make this game competitive for a long amount of time. Now, if that were to happen, if something if Hampton was just playing out of their minds, hitting freak shot after freak shot, I would. Uh, I still think Kentucky would be fine, but heading into a much more competitive game on Saturday, I think it would do Kentucky 
a world of good to just be able to, to, to go into cruise mode. I think it's important for Devin Booker to start to get some rhythm. I wrote about him on catsillustrated.com and, and kind of his slump. John Calipari is very confident he'll get back to his uh, freakish scoring ways. There, there's a point there the season where anytime that he was about ready to shoot a three-pointer, Kentucky fans would would feel like they got robbed if it went out and the noises they that would that would come out of their mouths and Rupp Arena was always funny to watch, but that's just how good he was for a little bit. Uh, he needs to, he doesn't need to necessarily get back to that, but he does need to be better than he has been in his last, last six games. He's averaging just a three per game, which isn't terrible, but it should certainly be better, uh, for, for how good of a shooter we know that Devin Booker can be. Uh, and there's a three game stretch where he hit either one or zero threes. So you want him to get back going, getting in a groove. Uh, during the middle of the season, there was a seven-game stretch where he hit 17 three-pointers. That's crazy. And a three-game stretch towards the beginning of the season where he connected on 12 threes, so averaging four threes a game. Uh, those numbers are just insane. So he doesn't have to be that great, but he certainly can't be this bad. So I think tonight would be a good a good game for him to just start getting in a rhythm, getting in a groove. Also think maybe it's important for, for Dakari Johnson, who has been, has had a roller coaster of a season, but certainly with more dips than ups. Uh, I think it'd be important for him to have a good game and, and, and get his confidence back. So those are the two guys that I, I think if you're looking for individuals to have good games, I would say it's those two that need to have big games. Charlie, is there anybody, any other player you want to see maybe, just get off to a good start in the NCAA tournament? I think it's really important for Carl to get off to a good start. Uh, I just thought, I don't know, I just think he has such a high ceiling. It'd just be, uh, it'd just be disappointing for him to not have a good tournament, I think. And also, and you bring up a good point, and, 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 it, and Tyler Ulis, I don't think he's ever going to have a tournament game where he's unbelievable, but I don't also think, I think he'll also never have a tournament game where he's just flat out bad. But I do think it's important for the other three freshmen to kind of get used to the NCAA tournament, to the environment. Uh, they're going to be able to tell, even though it's against Hampton, they're going to be able to tell early on today that it's a different feel. So I think Trey Lyles maybe needs to get comfortable, and they don't need to all have big games, but he needs to get comfortable. I agree with you about Carl Anthony Towns. He needs to get in a rhythm, uh, and also Devin Booker, as I mentioned. Another and, and by the end of we're talking about this game tonight, we're going to be end up saying that everybody needs to have a big game. That's not necessarily what we're saying, but – um, you do want people to just get comfortable. That doesn't mean they score 30, 40 points or anything like that, but it means they have a decent game. They don't look out of place. I think Kentucky will, as long as Andrew Harrison's playing well, I don't see a scenario where they get they get beaten, really, by anybody. Uh, so, And he's been great lately. I wouldn't expect that to change, so keep an eye on that. Uh, and besides that, it, it's just stay healthy. Trevor, is there anything else missing uh, from such a lopsided first-round game? Uh, no, nah, I mean, when it comes to UK, who do you need to play well? I mean, I don't know, uh, Sam Malone's still on the team? I mean, He is on the team. Okay, then yeah. I mean, he might get some good, decent minutes tonight so or tonight, later today. So I think maybe him playing. But the Harrison twins, in terms of looking at Cincinnati slash Purdue in the next round, that's the, 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 key, the key to me. I mean, I, I think Towns, Lyles, uh, Colley Stein, those guys, whether they get in foul trouble or not, are going to be pretty consistent. Booker's a streak shooter. You've already just cut uh, – Settled that pretty uh, pretty easily. 
The Harrison Twins are the biggest key to, to me for UK making a run anywhere past the second round and farther. And this UCLA-SMU game getting interesting under a minute to go. SMU up four, uh, 25 seconds on the shot clock, and SMU's, or UCLA is not going to foul. Captain Arctic says that he didn't mean that he didn't like the Billbillies. He wants that song to take us out of the show from here on out like it has been. I'm all for that, so I'm sorry to, to misinterpret what you're saying. SMU going inside, banging inside on a turnover, uh, and no foul with the UCLA player that tripped over. But they did get a foul later in the possession, so they'll go to the line down four with just under a half minute to go. Captain Arctic, speaking of UCLA, says these unis are hideous. I'm talking about those unis and all Adidas unis, uh, they look like the players have an inner tube wrapped around them. I'm not a big fan of them, and I think Wisconsin's, if you if you all have seen those, those ones are really weird because then they just start randomly having stripes throughout the uniforms, and they're not consistent everywhere else. Uh, UCLA doesn't really bother me that much. I, again, I don't really know what Adidas was going for with those. And and the ones that Louisville wore in the ACC tourney in their one game before they lost to UNC, I kind of like those too. I, I, again, I you know I don't think it's the best design in the world. But I do like the I do like the big letter on the side. Uh, I, I mean, wait, you, you guys, all done? You guys okay over there? Do I need to start talking to fill dead air or something? Or? It's it. No, it's I I I'm just I'm speechless with 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 Charlie and his. I, I can and, I can fill twenty minutes talking about how I, I can't stand new hip cool jerseys that kids like. I mean, don't worry about that. What, what do you not like about jerseys, Trevor? Well, actually, I, I say that now. I joke. The, the, the Adidas jerseys at UCLA, when you speak of, aren't bad. I don't think they're awful. It's, it's not like it's not as hideous as when Michigan went to the the M Block or NC North Carolina went to the NC on the front of their jerseys, which was uh, blasphemous, blasphemous to me. Uh, the, the college football do it worse because the helmets annoy me. Boise State, Georgia, anything Oregon pretty much touches. Basketball, they don't. I don't find them as annoying as I do the football. They, they don't. But as long as you don't mess with traditional looking jerseys, then I'm okay. And UCLA ones, while they're traditional, they're not completely screwed up away from their tradition. So I'm not as unhappy with them. I the, we were talking today. UAB seems to have very traditional jerseys for being a basketball school that. Uh, has next to no tradition. Yeah, they, um, don't give them say that. They, they've made it. I think they made a great stat early in the game. Uh, they started. I've only been around for what, thirty years, and they've been to at least I think sixteen tournaments. They have some of the bigger upsets in history, including their last win in 05 against UK and Tubby Smith. They knocked off Kentucky at another time in the early eighties as, as a lower that was, seed. Hey, hey, hey! That was two thousand four, buddy. <laughs> but I'm sorry. If it makes you feel better, I actually got arrested there that night while out celebrating. So as a, as a Louisville fan, seeing Kentucky lost, so I guess karma. Good, you just heard it. You're bite good. me for if that. You, if you actively celebrate, <laughs> if you actively celebrate other teams losing. You're a loser. Louisville had lost earlier that year, earlier that day to Xavier in the first round. So. Uh, it was earlier in that tournament, so I had something to celebrate. But UAB, at least, let's look at one side for UAB and from the, uh, from the, I guess the um, the PR side of things. This is a school, a sports. If you're a UAB sports fan, how deserving were you to get a win like this after you just watched your football program? And if you're a sports fan in Alabama, you probably like football more than basketball. Just ripped away from you. I mean, they they if you're a team that needs an upset, needed something to smile about as a fan of a, a university, UAB deserved it. Oh, what is going on here? We got something they crazy. Goaltending? I think they called a goaltend on a UCLA three that was a without a doubt an air ball nowhere near going in. 
that thought it hit the rim. I, I had to wait and see a replay myself. Oh! oh, it was going to hit the rim. I don't think it actually did. I think it, it hit the front of the rim, maybe barely. It, it was certainly about to hit the rim, or maybe it did hit the rim. From the an, initial angle, to me, it looked just like an awful shot. Oh, talk about ways to possibly lose games. Oh, that was a bad sh- Yeah, there was no reason to even go anywhere near that if you're, you're, you're SMU. Hey, Trevor, you talk about hiccups, man. <laughs> By the way, I looked that up. You can you can have hiccups while you sleep, and according to Yahoo questions, it's a very good chance you can die while having hiccups while sleeping. Oh, that's scary. Well, I've had hiccups when I've tried to go to bed before, and I, I wasn't able to fall asleep until the hiccups were gone. And that uh, is and, a uh, big Last second blunder. shot for SMU? No. Uh, so, Larry Brown, you can take those four timeouts home with you, buddy. <laughs> and UCLA absolutely steals again. That is the definition of stealing a game. But that wasn't and, as much a steal as was SMU literally giving it to him by making a mental blunder. But I don't know. Was that even really a goal to it? I mean, can you call goaltending on shots that's clearly going to hit the front of the rim? I mean, does that count? I mean, I know you're supposed to not impede a shot well, from going through the goal, but if it's clearly not going to go in the goal and hitting near the front of the rim, how is that really – I mean, that's kind of a questionable goaltend if you ask me. A lot of people on Twitter are talking about how that's a terrible play – or the refs made a terrible mistake there. Well, it, it, I mean, the shot, was, they, the shot they took for the game winner, the first one, not the second one, even the second one, that was about the equivalent of that UCLA three. So if UCLA had knocked that ball, hit that ball in any way, while it was after it released his hands, would that have been a goaltending too? Well, yeah. I mean, because when it, if it goes off the rim, that changes where the ball is going to go. Theoretically, you could goaltend anything and just say, well, it wasn't going to go in and take the ball, even, even though I know those weren't going to go in. But if that would have, and they're showing the replay right now, if that would have hit the rim, and if you don't, and if you're listening on the radio and you can't, and you can't see the play, so the UCLA guy shot uh, a, a three, a, a good looking three, but it was just to the right, and it was going to hit the front, the 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 back side of the rim, towards the front, based on his angle, um, it was going to hit that side of the rim. It was not going to go in. It was going to hit the rim, and the SMU player just went for the rebound thinking that, hey, it was going to be an air ball or that it already hit the rim. But had he not done that, Trevor, the UCLA guy would have easily probably gotten that re- a backside rebound and had an easy two. Well, and, and but that would have also just tied the game too. Big difference. That, well, after it, watching okay. the replay now, I, that clearly was going to hit the rim. It clearly wasn't going to go in, but it was clearly going to get, hit the rim, which that means that was just a obvious – the SMU wants to blame the referees in some way for a bad call. That not, It was a questionable call because I don't know if I would have blown the whistle on it, especially in that time frame. But that's a complete and utter 100% blunder on the SMU player for trying to touch the ball, knowing it was going to obviously hit the rim, whether it was going to go in or not. I agree. You, you, you can't do that in that situation. No. And UCLA, who is just not a good basketball team, they'll, they'll live to play another day. UAB in the uh, Sweet 16, maybe. They, my, my sister sent me her bracket this morning, and she's, she's, she knows sports and basketball, but she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know a lot about it. She doesn't follow it day to day. Uh, but she sent me her bracket asking if I thought it was, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Abe's just going around the house. He, he obviously wants attention. But she was asking me if her bracket looked good, and it wasn't bad. 
Uh, but she did have UCLA in the Elite Eight, and I told her that's the that that was really really silly. There's no way you can do that. Well, now they're just a few games away from that, and her bracket honestly is probably better than mine. So I, I have no room to talk there. Can you, you remember UCLA, the last time UAB went to the Sweet Sixteen? I think we discussed it a second ago. Uh, was it two thousand four? Wouldn't it be two thousand eight? Well, no, they went two thousand three, two thousand four season when they knocked off Kentucky. They went to the Sweet Sixteen. Then they lost in the second round, and then the first round, three uh, three straight tournament appearances. First round exit in 2011, and this is their first appearance uh, in the tournament since Mike Davis's first round exit in 2011. Are you talking? Are you talking UAB or yeah. UCLA? UAB. Oh, okay. I, oh, I UCLA. Said. Come on, they got like 11 national championships. I know that, but U- I didn't know. If UAB has one UAB regional does. final to their name in 1982. Other than that, that's it. <laughs> Okay, well let's 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 regroup here. All right, so uh, what other games we've got going on? I guess is that we've got halftime at Ole Miss Xavier. Xavier got a twelve point lead, so Ole Miss is going to need another second half rally like they did in the play in game. Uh, Ohio State and VCU off to a hot start. Ohio State favorite in that game, and the majority of people in brackets actually picked Ohio State. I think sixty percent of people in their bracket pools picked Ohio State. I went VCU almost across the board, so I'm happy to see that. Uh, so those two games, or one of those games at halftime, Ohio State VCU, you know, about seven minutes, six minutes away from half, and that's what's going on. And then uh, after that, there'll be a little bit of a break before the night games get underway. Exciting time, exciting T- time TJ, of year. Official we- vote: Do, Does that call that call on the goaltending bad call or good call? Whether no matter the circumstances around it, if you're the referee, bad call, good call. You've got to do it. It's a good call. Okay. I mean, you have to. I agree with you. Yeah, Nick was- Nick was in here getting ready for his show, and he's 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 livid. He thinks it's a bad call. I was seeing who won the vote. We had three people. What's, what's Charlie say? We can even it out. Good call, bad char- call, Charlie. Uh, I think it was a good call. All right, three good to call. one. Nick, you lose. I mean, it, it, it. I think you got to call. I agree with your point, Trevor, that it's, you know, it, it didn't really affect much. It didn't really impact much. I mean, at, at the surface, it didn't. Again, I think that it, it would have led to an easy backdoor rebound for two points. But you have to call it because that's the rules. You know, it's it's the rules of basketball. By the letter if of the law, if it's going to hit a rim, down, you can't touch it. Exactly. And it theoretically, could have hit the rim and taken a weird bounce. Yeah. Backboard and, and, it, and it would have taken a, a pro. I think UCLA might have gotten the ball anyways. But it, it was heading for more UCLA players if you had let it play it out. Just a, a bonehead mistake from SMU. I I don't know. I, sorry, SMU. And also, you get a huge lead. UCLA, they go on a 17-0 run, and then I would love to see what the run was for UCLA to close out that game because I know it was uh, a, a decent-sized one. So I love this tweet. Cats take- the team that scored seven yeah. points and a half versus Kentucky may end up in the Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah, and they very well may. That's probably not... Too terribly far from happening. They'll have to beat UAB to get there. Uh, and then you get there, and the bottom half of that bracket isn't – the bottom half of the South isn't tough. You've got Iowa, Davidson, Gonzaga, North Dakota State. Got, and I haven't been super high on Gonzaga anyway, but the winner of that poten- – I, and I, I, I've got Iowa going to the Sweet 16 in some of my brackets because, again, I'm not high on Gonzaga. Uh, but – if you're a Gonzaga fan, you've got to be pretty ecstatic about your potential Sweet 16 game and maybe your p- possibility of getting to uh, to Elite Eight. 
We'll see. It's going to be a fun him, You thought that knowing UAB won, they started thinking ahead going, hey, we can. We don't have to worry about Iowa State now on Sunday. We yeah, can, we, or Saturday that's, we can now worry about UAB. Definitely. And, and players, you know, they're playing in the same arena and they're playing in the same city. So they obviously know who they're playing next, who they could possibly play next. Any player when the, the, the bracket's drawn, maybe you're a 16 seed, but you, you play out the scenarios in your head who you could possibly play, especially for the next game. Uh, so I guarantee you in SMU saw that Iowa State lost, they were pumped and they were excited and they were thinking that they had a great chance to punch their tickets to Houston. And as you have it, they're going home, uh, back to Dallas. And, uh, and we're going to have a UCLA-UAB game on Saturday in the Ville. So Kentucky fans, that's, that's going to be your appetizer, most likely, uh, before, the, uh, before the Kentucky's round of 32 game. How exciting, UCLA versus UAB. All right. We need to head out. I, I predict the Cavs win by 30 points today, so I, that means I think Hampton covers. We'll see. Uh, no show tomorrow, so enjoy your weekend. Enjoy March Madness. Thanks for Brett Dawson coming on. Thanks for Charlie being here. Trevor, fun to talk to you. We'll see everybody on Monday here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. In the they say welcome to the 502 Take the Georgia boy, show them how Kentucky do Uncle Priest, classics, paint Kentucky blue They say don't forget 270, we hitting two Song call it bluegrass, song call it purple I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome